Hey, everyone. I'm talking in my golfing voice. I'm out on the course right now. It's one of my favorite places to bring my camera. However, this isn't about photography today. Today, I want to talk to you about golf. You know I'm an avid golfer by my endless golf analogies on the podcast. I'm also an equipment freak. I don't want to admit the number of golf-related items I've purchased in the last 10 years. Do you know what piece of equipment you use on every shot? No, not the driver. No, not the putter. It's the golf ball. And when I found Encore Golf, the search for the perfect golf ball completely stopped. And trust me, I have tried them all. I play the Vero X1, and once I switch to that ball, I haven't looked back. Encore tells me the ball is perimeter weighted, is why it flies straighter and truer than the competition, and that may very well be true. However, I tend to think it's for my perfectly on-plane golf swing. Agree to disagree. Vero X1s are also about $15 less than the competition, and for a tour ball with a urethane cover, that is just unheard of. Their Vero X2 just came out, and I can't wait to try those. They are built for those with high swing speeds like yours truly. But they do have a golf ball for every competitor out there. The holidays are right around the corner, and if you are struggling to find that pesky golf-loving relative a gift, look no further. Improving their game is the gift that keeps on giving. Take a look at Encore Golf. That's O-N-C-O-R-E Golf and find the perfect ball for you. I did 42 climbs with my son today. It was awesome. Wow. It was fun. Yeah. 42 climbs with your son for your birthday. Yeah, man. Happy Here birthday. Here Thank you are showing up every day, photography-wise, for your kids, for me, for listeners. How do you do it? How do you do it? And you look 28. I feel 29. You told me today you felt 28. Mm, I aged a year since I told you that. Nice. <laughs> In feeling after Honestly, the, uh, man, how do you do it? Never really asked you yeah. point blank. Is it a well, struggle? How do I do what? All the well, stuff? All the things I just said. You show up every week for this podcast. You know, you've been su- very successful as an entrepreneur in your three years of photography. You know, mm-hmm. with Thank this, you. with your own cabin shoots, with selling prints, with growing your social media page, even if it has died down a little bit in the last <sighs> few months, you have a son, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> how, just like, uh, maybe we've talked about this, but I've never asked you point blank. Like, how do you keep it all together? We don't need to make a big thing of it, but it's yeah. your birthday. I'm just, I'm just, yeah. it's a lot. <laughs> people, I don't, I don't think maybe because we do a podcast, people, get to know us obviously a lot better than just social media, but there's still a a degree of privacy. And I'm just curious. I mean, that's a lot. Probably feels normal to you. And and you're a full-time guidance counselor. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know exactly. I I like being busy. I don't, again, I I mean, I, at times I envy and need that sort of quiet reset and, and time to, to binge a show or watch a, someone says, here's a good movie. Great. All right. I'm going to set aside some time, but that's not the typical, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I think there's just, there's so many hours in a day and I like filling it with meaningful things. Let's go, let's go way back. And again, nothing against anyone that went to college and and had a single major. But in my mind, 
I was like, oh, a single major, you know, uh, psychology, that's cool. But that leaves so many credits available that I still mm. need to graduate for yeah. electives, like, you know, uh, uh, a golf class or a, you know, basket weaving is the joke, underwater <laughs> basket weaving, like whatever it may be. <laughs> I was like, uh, I might as well do a, a double major because there's enough room to do something else. Right. Like uh, make my money worth the the time and the time worth the money and that sort of thing. So that's kind of always been my mindset with things. And then I think now, you know, people could, I, I think you look at anyone and you could be like, oh, they have a healthy grasp on this, or maybe this is a little unhealthy or whatever. But I, I do feel like there is an element of, you know, just sitting in your own silence is tough for a lot of humans. And I think for me too, I could admit that. So staying busy and moving forward is something that keeps me from mm. that. I'm able to, I'm able to walk in the woods and meditate and do those things, but, um, right. You got to carve time out for that. It doesn't come know. as naturally. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, we all yeah. can have the same, Today's my birthday and I had to, you know, I went, I went climbing with my son. It was great. Got him some food. I didn't get the food that he got, but I was like, I need to grab food. What'd he get? Uh, He, he wanted like, he likes this. um, I don't know if anyone has it, but like Jersey Mike's, he likes a cheese sandwich. Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's. Mike's. (laughs) Uh, A cheese sandwich with a couple of veggies. Very particular. Um, Yeah. So, you know. (laughs) That's that. I didn't get that, but I was like, I'm going to stop and get food on my own. And if you let the narrative sink in, like, wow, you're getting food, you're getting food on your own and your birthday. Like a lot of people wouldn't even do that. Like I, I ran into the the restaurant and sat down and ordered some takeout and, mm-hmm. um, but it does, it can creep in where you're like, huh, like the, the narrative of, or wow, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Yeah. yeah. It's your birthday. And yeah. Like, no one's sharing it with you. And right. I'm like, wow, what a fucking loser I am. <laughs> God damn it. But, but you don't go there. You don't go there. And I have plans. Guys, everyone, don't worry. Don't worry. I have plans this weekend. Like I have plans tomorrow with my best friend uh, for dinner. I have plans this weekend. I'm playing some gigs. It's all good. Good I shit. Know. I think it's just balance, man. That's it. Yeah, That's I mean, it. I feel like monumental days, like birthdays and especially New Year's, people get so bummed because they feel it needs to be this grand epic thing. Just mm-hmm. because like, that's what you're taught. Like from the time you're three, I mean, there's giant birthday parties with friggin' streamers and you know, nothing wrong with birthday parties, but like special occasions can be obvious. That's why it's very hard on certain people. Cause there's like this storyline or this template of what a good day should be. You know, this is, it's interesting. Can I, can I tell yeah. a, a, a growing up story? Sure. So my, my family is, is not religious first of all, but definitely we're not Christian. We don't celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so growing up, like Christmas Eve and Christmas Day was this sort of quiet time where the world's losing their minds, like traveling and 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 going from house to house and these presents and parties and whatnot. And it was just this like quiet sort of reflection where the world keeps going and we have like this free day, this free time of quiet, like no one's pulling at you. And even to this day, like you know, Christmas Eve, Christmas, I don't, I don't have a ton of plans that are necessarily happening. And it, and like my best friend now too, like his family moved to Arizona. So like we, we bond together with like, Hey man, let's, let's go get some sushi and like, 
Just chill so, out. Yeah, just chill. And everyone else is going nuts. Stress. And we're just like yeah. quiet. And yeah. people have the so it's great to me. You know, it's something I never I'm not missing. I'm not without. Mm-hmm. People often come up to me and be like, Oh, like you don't have plans for Christmas Eve? Like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, do you want to to come with us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're (laughs) they're imagining through their narrative, like through their lens. And I'm like, no, man. It's like, it's it's like, are you are you sad that you didn't celebrate Kwanzaa or or the Chinese New Year? Like any other holiday that's not part of yours? Or like Rosh Hashanah? Did were you sad that you missed out on Rosh Hashanah? Like, no, of course not, because it's not your narrative. So it's just an interesting thing about like the the uh, reality we make. Mm -hmm. Reality. I mean, because it could go the other way too. You could be, you could say something along the lines of, "Oh, you have four dinners to attend to, and you're going to get four hours of sleep, and you're going to be so stressed out, and yeah, you know, you're you've." emptied your bank account or your yeah. monthly budget on presents. I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you could, you could do the reverse, uh, yeah. reverse narrative. And that's really? just the larger point that, you know, everyone's yeah. construct isn't necessarily, you know, the same yeah. as yours. Exactly. Wait, you're, you're <laughs> lying to your kids that this old man is sneaking <laughs> down the chimney and leaving stuff in your house. Like that's what you're, Oh, all right. All right. No, it's just all, it's all the narrative and all right. our beliefs and all our things, but interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you had a good day. Happy birthday. I did. So happy birthday. You look great. Up. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep, you're, you're going to milk the birthday. Okay. I'm going to meet guy gets today. one day a year and he's going to take full advantage of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to share this too because I think it, it goes to your question. I'm just like, how do you how do you how do you keep going? How do you do it? Right. Today, today absolutely was comedically bad. It was a it was a it was a hilariously bad day, and I was thinking the whole time with a smile on my face, like I could easily be like, "Wah, my birthday's <laughs> ruined the whole day. This is not fair." But I just kind of like, you just keep going and like get through it. So I went into work. I had a, a dreadful two-hour training on a Zoom call, uh, which which is fine, but it's just long. Uh, then it was a very hectic day uh, with my normal job. More, more hectic than normal. Like a lot of serious things going on. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Get mm-hmm. through it. And it's like, oh, it's my birthday. Why couldn't it be an easy day? Whatever. You're, you're creating a narrative. So you, you come home. I come home and I walk in the house and I'm like, what the hell is that? I already know. My dog (laughs) took a giant (laughs) diarenas, not on the 90% of hardwood and tile that I have, but on the one nice rug that I have in the living room. Of course. And it's like, I think there, I mean, my, my family, like this, I had the stomach bug, the stomach bug was going around. I looked up that dogs can catch it. Uh, it's just not been good, but I'm like cleaning up dog do on my birthday. And again, with kind of a smile on my face, like this is annoying, but this is, this is part of life. And like, let's, gotta keep, laugh at let's it. keep going. Yeah. I got to laugh at it. Gotta laugh. So shitty laugh. of course you diarrhea today. Of course. All over. <laughs> A nice rug all over. <laughs> well, I'm glad I asked you that question. Very glad how, I did. How are you, man? Today? Yeah, in in general. I'm good. You know, interestingly enough, I've been, we'll get to today's topic, uh, but I've been having some trouble falling asleep recently, mm. which is very weird for me. That is weird. 
very weird for me. And I'm not sure why. I don't really have much to add to that. Um, other than I think I have so much. I'm so excited about so many things. So mm-hmm. as you would say, high quality problem. Yeah. Like I can't, I'm, I'm having trouble shutting my brain off at night. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I think it's the result of having so many things in the fire, which I think now that I realize I slept like a baby last night. Oh. So it's good to be busy good. as you put it. Other than that, I'm great, man. Running a lot because I hate it. Still do hate it, but running a lot, it's cold. Mm-hmm. Trying to drag myself outside. You know, you and I, we won't get into it today, but we're both talking about Goggins. I told you I had him in my headphones, David Goggins, while I was running and set my best personal 5K time. That's great. Yeah, everyone should check that out. I don't know if swears a lot, but it's really resonated. He really resonates with me. I think I'm going to order his book, actually. Uh, check that Very out. Cool. <clears throat> but, uh, other than that, man, staying healthy, um, sticking with the to-do lists, trying to work more linearly, focusing on less areas where I feel I'm strong because I feel, you know, I have those, a better grip on those in terms of like my skills as a photographer and just as me as a human being, focusing a lot more or doubling down on the places where I'd like to be better, mm-hmm. uh, which is a good segue into today's episode. See what I did yeah. there, man? Yeah, that was beautiful. We're going to do a two-parter. This one is going to be lessons learned from shoots and Mm photography-wise from the past year. You know, we're not big on the resolutions or anything, but it's nice to kind of wrap up your your year and sort of take a look back. You know, we talk about checking at the past, looking in the rear view to help you pave a better future. So we're going to do a bit of that today. Lessons learned from photography this past year and from just life in general. What do you think? Yeah. Good idea. Yeah, just from our own personal experiences and people can resonate with or not what we choose choose to share. Yeah, for sure. I think um I think it's a great idea. Reflect reflection's always nice. Um and I mean that's the that's the key I think to a lot of life is reflecting and learning and and growing. So, you want to start or you want me to start? Let's I go with you. something photography. Well, you and I are both going to agree on this and it's going to be, you know, 20 minutes later. Somebody set your stopwatch now. <laughs> Number one lesson learned from this past year, charge way fucking more money. <laughs> wow. That's a ballsy one. I like it off the bat. Charge Let's go. way more money. Like way more. Whatever okay. you're thinking you need to be charging, like double it. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, that's a great one. And I want to, I want to dig into this. this. Yeah. This is a surprise, by the way. We haven't shared our ones to each other. So, okay. Um, yeah. This is completely that is, random. Completely. That is a good one. And I want to hear your, your lesson, like where this ha- came from and what you're thinking and, and where we're going to go with this. I will start by saying this, you know, this episode could also be framed of things you would tell yourself a year ago, more or less the same as a photographer or as just a human in general, but charge way more fucking money as they put it. Because when you inch your price up and people keep saying yes, you know, I like, I think I've told you this. I don't know if I've said it on the show, but what I think I need to be charging for my next gig, I'll charge that obviously. And then if there's no pushback, I'll raise it another 50 on the next one, whether that's, um, you know, an extra 50 bucks on the, the total bill or whether that's, um, or maybe a smaller increase to your hourly rate. I just keep pushing the needle. I'm always going to do a good job. I'm always going to do the best I can, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. continuing to push that needle until you get resistance. And it's shocking how high that needle has gotten from a year ago, charge way more because if people are paying it, that's what you're worth. 
You know, you know what I mean? It's, uh, yeah. I think it's, you know, we talk a lot about imposter syndrome and I'm realizing you can never just cure that beast, right? You can never just be like, oh, thank God my imposter syndrome has gone. Yep. I know my worth forever. It's a constant battle, right? And yeah. every time you increase your hourly rate by $5 and people pay it, or you increase your day rate by $50 and people pay it, you're not conning anyone. You're just finally mentally getting to a place where you realize, fuck, I'm worth this much. And the proof is in the invoices that are paid. Yeah. And I think there's, there's something behind in marketing, like conspicuous consumption. Uh, fact check me on that. But uh, it's where you overprice something by a lot and people want to pay more. Like that's an actual psychological, right? And that doesn't even need to be manipulative. Just no, uh, it's just like he must be charging, he or she must be charging that because you know they've done this work, they've yes. done the the background, they've done yes. the research, they know what they're doing. Uh, they wouldn't charge this much if they weren't professional. Like that's the kind of thing that goes on in the consumer's brain. So. Uh, and it, it's, you have two pairs of sunglasses on a shelf, one's 10 bucks and one's 120. There's something about the 120 pair mm-hmm. just by the price tag that makes you go, Ooh, these won't scratch. These are better quality. They're going to be better for my eyes without doing any research. Like yeah. it's just, it's just there. So I think that's one point to recognize if, if everyone's free or doing really cheap photography, it kind of is like, meh. Whatever I can get this from anywhere versus you're setting yourself apart and at least being noticed more. Like, why is this person so expensive? Let me look at their stuff a little. Oh, it is good. Like, right. it, there's something to that psychologically. Yes. I think to your point, number two is a, a guy told me a story about a year ago when we we're starting to talk about pricing people for for contracts. And he said, you know, there, there's licensing fees for photography typically mm-hmm. when you're professional. Yep. And I, I had a photo of a, a small tier company, not even a big tier company, very small. No one would even recognize it. Like a, a state small company, uh, They he had a photo of theirs that they wanted to purchase the next year, which he licensed for one year. They paid $10,000 for one photo. So... Just the point is like, yeah. they know this is after the fact. This isn't like take photography for $10,000. This is like, we know how much this photo is worth to our business. We are willing to pay $10,000 for it yeah. because there's some quick math that companies can do in terms of like, hey, if I have good content, uh, I'm going to put so many dollars behind it for ads and I'm going to get so much revenue. That's pretty consistent. Yeah. So they know what's coming from it. Now, like you, I kind of do that quick math with like, you know, is it, is it friends that the, the buck stops there? Like it, it's for them. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a family photo shoot and, uh, and I like them. Uh, I mean, I can say hey, it's a thousand dollars cause that's what I'm worth. No, obviously like, not. Yeah. Right. But if it's a company that's going to use my work to make tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, right. you better expect that I'm going to say like, hey, man, like this is this is expensive because I know how you're using it and not be afraid to to go for it. 
Yeah. I can't tell you how many ads I've been given when scrolling through Instagram and their photos that I've taken for the company, which is fine. Like that's obviously that's their right to do that. They've been given them, but I've had this thought of, huh, I charged you 50 bucks for that photo. Who knows? You know, you can get crazy reach for, for like a few bucks on Facebook, right? Or on Instagram. I'm thinking, I know what I charge you 50 bucks for this photo. I, it's not unreasonable to say you've probably made, you, it's not unreasonable to say in the time frame maybe you've made, you know, $10,000 from people clicking that ad alone. Mm-hmm. So that's reason to say, if you can sort of figure out or guess, I know that's a lot of speculation, but even let's say uh, that one photo, I'm not suggesting people do this, but hypothetically, I said five grand. They still doubled their money from that image if they did 10,000 in revenue based on, and I'm saying that number arbitrarily based on the product and how much its retail value is. I, I have a specific example I'm thinking of in my mind as I'm saying this, but it just goes to show you, holy Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing to shoot a mom and pop shop or like a gym or a small gym or something like that. And the photos are just going on their social media. Yeah, there's not going to be a huge ROI on that. But for companies, you know, they're going to turn around and throw up sponsored ads for, you know, a couple hundred bucks. It's going to see tens of thousands of eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that photo worth? Yeah. Right. If, if you're charging 50 bucks and that photo makes 50,000 in revenue, what's that ROI for them? Yeah, I I did some quick math. Um, Insane. I did some quick math with Nooch, and and you couldn't come down. It was still COVID time, but we did two we did two drone uh, flights for for a company, right? Mm-hmm. And we got a certain amount of money, and they got a certain amount of views. I did the math on the views per dollar, and it came out to like point. Zero one eight, so just under two cents per view, per based, eyes, yeah, based on our price. So essentially, like that that amount, like what we charged, cost them two cents per view. Now, if you go to like, if I wanted to, if I wanted to pay Instagram for follows, for example. People would say like one follow per dollar was a pretty good return, something like that. If you put ten dollars behind your photo and ten people started following you from it, like that, they're like that's oh, decent. that's what you meant by. I thought you meant buying followers. No, no, no. You, like, you're equating like, it to the, like the ad dollars you spend yeah. equates to one. Got it. Just for yeah, clarification. Yeah. Just for clarification. Yeah. Um, so two cents per view of a product is like. God, that's a that's a jackpot. Now, I mean, of a million views, if one percent buys products, one percent. Mm-hmm. What's that? Ten? Is that ten thousand? What's one percent of a million? Ten thousand, I think. Yes, uh, ten thousand people buy products at a hundred dollars a product. Mm-hmm. We'll say that's a lot of money. It's a yeah. lot of money. So. Knowing your company that you're pitching for, knowing how they're going to use it, a lot of research ahead of time. You can look up any company on Google, look up their Better Business Bureau, uh, see what their revenue is, see what they're dealing with. And you can Mm -hmm. make a lot of good decisions better versus like, oh, I'm just a... 
I'm just a starting photographer. Like I'll do it for $400 and a cool, you know, piece of gear. Yeah. And then there's also the, the thing, the concept we talked about in the beginning, what was that conspicuous, conspicuous Consumption. consumption, which means to show one's social status, especially when publicly displayed goods and services are too expensive for other members of a person's mm. class or society. So that that satisfaction in paying for a Supreme t-shirt or that satisfaction in, uh, you know, rolling around in a, a Lamborghini, right? Yeah. Even or if wear, it may not be worth that. Wearing Ray-Bans or Oakley's right. instead of another but, plastic brand. No so what Ray-Bans or Oakley's. <laughs> so, you know, you charging a ton also tells those brands... I'm, I'm, I don't want to say big time, but like, I'm here to, I'm here to fucking do shit well for you and you're going to pay a price, but it's, you're not going to have any problems from start to finish. Yeah, for sure. You're sort of walking in there that bold and companies are like, now you're looking at the, you know, the, the person you've never dealt with before who may be incredibly talented and skilled thing who's brand new to the game. Right. And we've all like started there at some point, but saying like, oh, I'll do it for $300 and I'll give you, you know, 50 photos. That company's looking now at that person like, oh, we better pay the good chunk of coin. Yeah. Because I feel like when that much of potential money is on the line, there's an obvious assumption that both parties are extremely professional to be where they're at, you know, or extremely worthy of being where they're at. For sure. It it gives a level of comfort for companies to pay more. Imagine you were you were shopping doctors for knee surgery and you had a bunch that were like, I'll I'll do it for just the exposure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Versus and, the one that's like, yeah. no, dude, I'm uh I'm twenty-five grand. But I've done this many. Look at my portfolio. They've all gone well. Yeah. Uh, it's twenty-five grand. Or you could do the the free guy that just wants to, you know. Absolutely. Give it a go. You're going to figure out how to pay that money and you want to pay that money because it gives you a sense of security. So, right. And I feel like over shy. time it would, I feel like over time it would snowball too, right? You get that next tier up in terms of a brand that's well known and then it'll just keep snowballing and then your track record will easily speak for itself. Yeah. And, and I got to tell you too, I think the here's where Instagram sucking everyone, I think is going to help out almost everyone where it's about content and using content in different ways now for companies, uh, whether they, they put ads towards their website or, you know, Google search or, or whatever it is, SEO, um, Versus like just plastering on Instagram. We got very used to like, we will give you Instagram stuff and get a lot of likes and a lot of follows and all that stuff. But that's, that's kind of dwindling a bit. So I think there's, it's dwindling for everyone. So it evens out the field. And now Mm -hmm. it's just about like, we need good content period. It's not so much about followers or how much engagement we're going to get. That's all nice, but I think that's becoming less important as we need good content and how do we creatively um, put that out there, whether it's different things, whether it's reels, whether it's a website, whether it's 
you know, paying for advertising versus spending the time on Instagram, like whatever it may be. I think we all have a chance if your if your work speaks for itself to make some damage. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um with that, we'll move into the second thing I would have told myself at the start of this year. And that would have been if you care about growing on first of all, it would have been the game the social media landscape game has changed and it's not going to go back. Mm-hmm. You know, like reels, video, how you mentioned repurposing content in new and creative ways is now going to be and is a fundamental, a fundamental part of growing as a photographer on social media. Not growing as a photographer, but growing as a photographer on social media. Mm-hmm. If that's important to you, playing the game is is crucial. You can't just, you know, fight with photos. You can't spend the whole year fighting (laughs) for things to change because they're not people's behavioral uh, digital consumer behavior patterns have changed and how they absorb content. People are interested in those seven, eight, nine second videos that are cool that inspire them, that make them laugh. They want to move on. And, you know, people who continue to consistently provide that are the ones who are going to succeed and those may be people who are the most skilled in photography or they may not be but it's just a different arena i'm not saying that social media growth is extremely extremely important to me i would say out of 10 it's probably a five on the level of importance for me but it does open other doors it does get your eyes in front of more potential clientele you know maybe some dream clients you've wanted to work with it is important. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, this podcast isn't about people, you know, don't give a fuck about social media because there's more to being a photographer. Yes, there is. But I mean, there are certain doors that get open for you by performing well on social media. For sure, if you're creative enough to spot them and leverage them into something more. Yeah, I, I agree. 100%. As uh, Colin would say, 100%. 100%. Um no, is social media everything? Does social media make a deal or not? Do people come knocking down your door for a certain amount of followers? Maybe occasionally, but not really. Um, I think it does give you a little bit of backbone. You know, you you approach a company and they look at your profile and see that you have a decent following. It probably helps versus you have, you know, a hundred followers. They're going to be like, ah, what's the deal here? But uh, to your point, it is a uh, it is an ever changing thing. It's evolving, and you gotta you gotta move with the changes. You gotta dance. You gotta pivot, or you gotta stay where you are if that's your choice. But people are gonna lap you with a uh, with a different kind of style here, which seems to be video. I mean, Instagram's adding what they add today those note things you can do on top of your your messages. Like they're trying to. They're trying to do a lot of things. They're trying to keep the attention. And I don't think just photos is going to keep the attention of the masses. I think they know that. So they're, they're trying everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, I would tell myself that at the start of the year or lessons looking back is that that's not going anywhere. Have some fun with it. You know, I've kind of enjoyed having all this iPhone content that I can now use. Yeah, right? that's true. Like, yeah. I've been having so much fun. Like, I've been shooting these white squirrels around mm-hmm. where Haley's family lives. 
And um, just because they're everywhere in this tiny 300 person town. <laughs> and, but they, people love them online. So I've just been having so much fun walking outside, you know, a couple hundred feet and just, or not even that far, and just filming these yeah. white squirrels just for fun. And uh, being able to go inside, you know, repurpose some content and trust, try to make a fun reel, <laughs> you know? And, um, you know, also working out that thing I, I mentioned, you know, a couple episodes back of trying to get better at being imperfect and just like not caring if it's the best quality, you know, and just having fun with, with stuff that you've already captured. It's brought a lot of fun back into walking outside and shooting and looking for wildlife as opposed to feeling that pressure of, I got nothing new. I got to go shoot. You know, I haven't had that in so long and I've loved that. Yeah. I think as you were just talking there, it occurred to me that we get a photo we're really proud of. It takes us hours to see this fox. And then we get this photo that we've dreamed of forever. And then we go home and we edit it for a solid 30 minutes to an hour. And then we decide when we're going to post it and get all this attention. There's a lot of effort into it. And I think we imagine that the same amount of effort is happening on the other side. Like people are staring at it and loving on your photo and obsessing about it and showing their parents and their sisters and their brothers. When in actuality, your effort was ours and their attention was four seconds or five seconds. I think where it's hard sometimes to let go is to be like, oh, this, this reel of this white squirrel this video was like a nothing. Like I didn't even edit it or do anything. Like that's not the work ethic that I'm used to. And I'm going to put it up there and no one's going to like it versus like, Oh, people are just interested in your life and like what's happening and oh, that's funny or cute and move on. And they're doing, they're having the same response potentially to like photos or video or whatever it is. But I think the investment maybe is a little bit different where it like, it feels different, you know? Yeah, I absolutely do know. Um, it'd be funny to make, uh, I was just thinking as you were saying, that it'd be funny to make a reel, ironically enough, of just like you, you know, running around, bushwhacking, being set up for nine hours or something like that. And then it just flips to me on the couch. I play that video and I just go, cool. <laughs> I just keep scrolling <laughs> like this big, long drawn out thing of you doing all these cool things and it pans to me. Yes. Let's do it. And the video ends. Let's do it. We're going to make that real. That would be so relatable because it's so true. Just like make it a physical visual thing for people to see how that interaction digitally works through the internet. Yeah. Going crazy, full, full, crazy, and falling in water. You're on like a podium ready to about to click post. Yeah. And you have like a parade plan and everything. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do take it seriously. And yeah. I mean, as wildlife people, we both know too, like the, whether the photo is better, the emotional challenge and attachment to some photos feel like the photo is better, but it's not necessarily. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I, I think that that plays a part in that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I do know. Um, another one. This isn't really a lesson learned, but maybe something I would have told myself a year ago, me. Post whatever you want. Yeah. I know we say that. 
And uh, like for the most part I do, but I've been posting whatever I want within my, you know, designated genre within my lane. You know, it's post whatever wildlife or whatever landscapes you want to. It has been in my head, but like I'm sitting here thinking, fuck, like I have a lot of cool apparel shots um, among other products and services that kind of blend into those landscapes. And, you know, if photo content isn't doing well anyways, at least I can throw this up on my grid as part of my uh, visual resume of who I've worked for, maybe a nice carousel or something. Yeah. And then just figure out a way, if you still care about the aesthetic of grid mode, find like a way to blend that and make it work cohesively. That's not too hard. Mm-hmm. You know, post more stuff just like that outside your realm. Um, and I mean, I had been doing that, especially on 500 PX because that's, I just like sort of the layout on desktop mode a bit better of how people's galleries, it's pretty hard to mess up. I don't know why that's different. Yeah. I think cause it's not the strict nine by nine grid. It's very yeah, mosaic. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, had sort of like, had really just been posting whatever on that, even Astro on there, mm-hmm. um, oh. from when we were out in the desert on two wow. hours sleep in uh, Valley of Fire, or um, not Valley of Fire, Monument Valley. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, really just, you're going to get 200, 100 likes <laughs> with a 12,000, 12.6 follower account, you know, whatever, who cares at that point? And everyone, public service announcement, stop hiding your likes, you know, and others. Yeah. I know cool. you feel embarrassed. But nobody cares. It's not hurting your photo. It's not hurting your, you know, your your brand. Everyone's hurting on this platform right now with stills. It's not just you. <laughs> Wear it as a badge of honor. And I'm not saying you have to do this. You shouldn't do that. If you want to do others, fine. But if you're someone who push yourself, here's a, here's a chance for you to push yourself out of your comfort zone. Here's a great chance. If you're sitting here saying, I'm someone who needs to be out of my comfort zone more, here's a great chance to feel really uncomfortable because your brain is trying so hard to protect you by clicking and others. I mean, I have to agree. Uh, (laughs) We should fight more on this podcast. But no, I do agree. Like, (laughs) Here's what happens when I see, I'm just being honest, when I see... Uh, like by this person and others, I assume you have like four other likes. Like that's it. Even if you have 50,000 followers, I assume it's gotten so bad that you have to hide the thing and it probably is worse in my head. Sometimes I even click the others and just get an idea of like how many likes were there in the others. Like I'm just curious. So right. I think if you just like own it, it just, it almost makes people feel better and like more in the community. It contributes like, to the community. I think of like, yeah, we're it's all, like, we're all hurting here with stills. Like it doesn't, hasn't made anyone worse, <laughs> but come join the hurt, you know, Be, like yeah. let's, let's not make it, let's not make it, uh, you know, bad to do that. We're hurting with stills and even reels are tough if you don't get a good one. Like it can be oh, even worse. I had one that was barely touching a thousand today and I was like, oh, <laughs> it <could be laughs> really missed more. the mark on that one. And you just kind of get, you got to laugh with it back to the start of this when you say you just got to laugh. Sometimes you it's laugh. like, wow, you I really did. I did not know, know what I was doing on that one. But you got to <laughs> 
here's the here's the nice thing of like what what I've done recently, and, and you probably have seen is like I w- I would need to take a break from photography. I just needed to take a break, and I was like, you know what? It's been three years. I want to reflect on the top thirty images or yeah. thirty ones that I really liked, and. I'm not going to repost them as images. Let me see if I can tell a narrative behind them or tell something behind them and make a, a little story. I like this for me, uh, first and foremost. Um, reels are popular. Let me let me do them as reels and and rip these out before the new year and uh, and then then start fresh from there. Mm-hmm. What I've noticed though, and what I've learned from this experience is that I've done the same format day after day after day. Hey, this is number 13. Uh, in this situation, uh, raccoon, yeah. a bird, blah, blah, blah. Uh, same Explain format. more quickly, but more of what you're doing just for people who haven't seen your reels, just the quick, yeah. your 30 campaign. And then I remember where you've just left off. So just if so people, people know. First of all, if people have not seen my reels, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? You're listening to this podcast and you don't follow my reels and see them and like them and hey, share them. Hey, there's no way everyone listening follows you and I. There's no way. You first, I'm cool with that. I pause, love that. Press pause <laughs> right now and go freaking follow us. You can what like the podcast here? and not like our pages. No. Respect to you. No, you cannot. <laughs> you do know that that's a... a a large possibility and that it that, is that. <laughs> but i'm making it a take it or leave it uh no no all right so here's what i'm doing for the people that don't know uh for aunt jessica out in michigan here we go uh <laughs> i am i'm just posting like these 10 second clips of a photo that i've taken in the last three years that i really like and why i like it whether it was the experience the moment mm-hmm. um the hike the animal interaction, whatever it is. And I'm just doing a quick voiceover with a, with a song beneath it that just says like, Hey, this is number 20. Uh, it's, it's really cool when, you know, you you go on a hike and this is your view at the end, Mm -hmm. like whatever it is, or I was freezing all day when I took this photo and and blah, blah, blah. So adding an interesting element of the store to the story of the photo. Yeah, with your voiceover while the photo. the photo kind of pans in or out, right? Yep. So it's a yep. reel, but it is a photo. In real format, yes. The learning curve or the learning that I've done from this is every format has been relatively the same. And the output in terms of engagement has been relatively the same, but certain ones... With anomalies. Anomalies just go go a little bit bonkers. And you they haven't go, changed anything? Other than the the you, you photo argue, and the story that's being told, yeah, you could argue like, oh, your your hashtags were a little different based were on they? the place. Yeah, based on the like place or but the general like, ones were the same. Sure, I kind of do them I, again. Like I don't same lengths. I don't even I don't even care about hashtags. Like I do what comes to mind. I'm not trying to fill in thirty. Mm. I do like four or six. Like whatever comes to mind. Um, so maybe maybe that's it. Maybe the music that went with it was it for whatever reason. But it just seems yeah. like it's a very consistent model, and the output is not consistent. So again, again, you have to take all this with a grain of salt. Like uh, it's not my work that necessarily sucks. It's just like a, a weird lottery game that you're kind of playing and you're putting it out there. And sometimes things go viral, and sometimes things get throttled. And who the hell knows? I think more than ever, and this is just a hunch, and this is something I've put in my mind to research a lot more of just because I'm just out of sheer curiosity. 
not even in the need to want tons more views. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But just in the sheer fact that I want to figure out if there's something to be discovered here is how trending audio and how old it is or how quickly it surges in popularity relates to how well your reel performs. That's something I'd like to dig into more. You know, does something, does a new trending piece of audio that comes out and then blows up? If you're in there first with that sound, do you ride that wave? You know, there's so many different things you could dig into. And I kind of just want to nerd out in the, in the audio, um, area. Cause I think I have a hunch that that's a very, very, very important part. And yeah, absolutely. You'll have people who say they have the algorithm pinned down and they have it claimed. That's like saying, you know, the answer to, you know, the perfect, the economy. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, just something I, that's been interesting to me is the audio side of it and how, like, huh, I wonder how weighted this is in overall performance as a contributor. Well, you see the little songs with the, there's a diagonal the arrow. Up. I think that means they're trending. Yeah. The, the arrows means they're trending. And then I've yeah. seen people that are like, find a trending song, but it has less views mm-hmm. or less rest reels with it um, versus a trending song that's been around forever. Um, I, I don't know. I've tried, I've tried just about everything uh, with that, trying to, you know, mm. find, find songs that go along with the, the voiceover that I'm doing. Who I don't know. Who knows? And can I just say, like, even just social media is a game. It's so cool that there's all these thousands and thousands of people who are claiming they know answers and trying strategies and trying to see what doesn't work and what does and posting it on YouTube and people are, you know, giving feedback. And it's just crazy to me to think that there's that playhouse out of social media. That's the, you want to go viral on a reel, you write, hey, do you want to go viral on the reel? Follow these three steps and slowly give three steps on how to go viral. Make them up. Say, eat chocolate tonight, <laughs> number one. Number two, go pet your dog. And, and now you're just a me motivational account. <laughs> on the poop, <laughs> don't poo on the rug. And number three, <laughs> flip your phone three times and then you know kiss to the sky. Uh and then you go viral, but everyone's reading the entire length of the video because they want to hear your tips. And now they've followed the entire video from start to finish. Yeah. And that That's, I think helps. The <laughs> you algorithm. click on your page and it's like 500. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I've seen a lot of those that are going crazy, but it's all like those little tip ones. Like, you want to go That's viral so with your funny. next reel? You know, pick this song, do a short, short six second clip, uh, make your caption short and sweet, but you're reading all these things cause you, you're like a, attack, attracted to it. Like you want to know. So I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Write in your best tips, write in your best, best tips. rumors, best tips, best anecdotal evidence. Yeah. Fake. Write it in because we're not well-versed in this at all. <laughs> yeah. Tell I've us. just been having fun chucking stuff out. You know? Bottom line. Seth, have fun. You gotta have fun and have fun. You gotta, you gotta be doing it for you. Yep. Have you gotta fun. be doing it for you. Still you having gotta, fun, still showing you gotta up. You got to enjoy it. Absolutely. If you're, if you're killing yourself to like try to oh. try to go viral or like try to prove a point or try to, it's, it's a tough road. 
So yeah. you gotta you gotta like the I think you gotta like your own content enough that if zero people saw it and it's on your page, you're okay with it. Well said. Well Thank said. You. Thank you. What else lesson learned from 2022? Uh well, a couple things from my end, um, and we talked about this on a previous episode, but just making sure contracts are sure as day, you know, and yeah. and the communication, whether you need phone calls or multiple phone calls or whatever it is, make sure that is a um, a thing that is clad in stone. Yeah. And I mean, that's a quick one. We don't have to get into that one too no. much, but just like... Don't take shortcuts. Don't assume. Here's the the final point. Don't assume that everyone's on the same page. Make sure everyone's on the same page. Yeah, that's that's that. And then the the last one from me from again another. Well, before you move of, on, can I just say? Yeah, sorry. and just obviously, if you're doing a a very small few hundred dollar job, whatever that may be, you're not going to get these giant contracts. You know, you're not going to go overkill. That's not, a, not a ton is at stake, right? I think to add to your point, really have your contracts down. Also get more serious with the contract, the more that's at stake for the both of you. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, if you're talking about a gig that's forty, fifty thousand dollars, not I've never had one that size, but just hypothetically, you know, I would imagine myself, I would have probably more contractual work drawn up than for anything else I've ever done. Obviously, because there's more to lose for both of us. Yep. Don't get a don't get ahead of yourself or put the cart in front of the horse or right. any of that stuff with like uh, I'm just going to do this and trust that it all works out. You know, don't, don't, yeah. even if it means canceling plans and having to reschedule, like you gotta, you gotta do it that way. Yeah. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. You had one more. Yeah. I think, when did I get like July? I got a new computer. Um, I'm on my old computer right now, but I have the new computer upstairs, uh, to make things easier. And it, it definitely did in a lot of avenues, but our, our conversation on workflow and organization with files, um, mm. was I think eye opening and, and just a lesson in like, I took a lot of time and still am like wrapping my head around how do I want to store my catalogs and my files between yeah. two computers and like a, a a house network that I have and online backups and like yeah um I feel 80% secure with my like where is everything sort of yeah, idea 80? yeah like 8 like I'm up there but I where feel Where would you like to get to? I would 100? like to get to a hundred where yeah. it's just like a clean, I know where this catalog is. I know where that is. I know where that is. Like, uh, Let me ask you a different question though. So that's mm. your percentage of knowing where things are undoubtedly mm. is 80%. What's your confidence level with your system in terms of secure backups in a worst case scenario? And yeah, I think and, in, re, or, in re, and efficiency organize how it's organized. Well, security wise, I think it's close to a hundred. I mean, my own skepticism would probably bring it to like ninety four. That you just missed something. 
Yeah, or like something's not going to work. Like I have, um, uh, what's it called? Backblaze. I have Backblaze. Yes. So it, I have two accounts. One that does this computer down here, the desktop with any external drive that's connected to it. And another account that does my laptop upstairs with any external drives that's connected to it. This it is does cloud it every, storage? Yep. Does it every single day. It, it backs up the entire machine. Cool. I, I think that's good. Now, the question, which I don't know because I've never had to do it, is say my computer shorts out and it's completely gone and I get a new computer. I've never gone through the process of going mm. to Backblaze and being like, download my last cloud thing. Does, is well, it that's a good seamless? thing, I guess. It, you haven't had it to is do a good it. thing. Knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> Knock on wood. But is it a seamless thing? Does it cause problems? Is there something I can't figure out or something? So like that sort of like question of I've never done it raises like, uh, now I think what we talked about, there's a lot of stuff I have that in reality, do I need it? Do I need it ever again at this point? Like, mm-hmm. will I really, really, is there anything that's going to hurt me that's gone forever in terms of photography? Right. At, like at this point right now, there's one project like outstanding potentially that could be a real pain in the ass. So that I have separately saved multiple places because of that reason. Everything else, I feel like it's saved, but if it happened to disappear, I'd be like, ah, sucks a lot, but I will survive. I'll be fine. We should create a company that does a group buddy system for backups. But yeah. I the agree. buddy system. Like you're, <laughs> you're obligated to carry a backup drive for that person and they're required to carry one for another person. <laughs> yeah. Like favorites. And everyone's accountable for somebody else. I almost feel like some of these drives and like uh, cloud storage should do a monthly fire drill. You know, like, oh, let's let's drill. Your computer exploded. Yeah, no shit. I bet you that exists. What? Yeah. What do you do? Let's do a mock backup and see if you could run that simulation on your own and just kind of work through it. Yeah. Like if you're in front of your laptop listening, Mm -hmm. whatever. If you couldn't get on your laptop this second, you couldn't go into Finder, you know, are you, are you freaking out? (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Are you freaking out? Yeah. I, yeah, I might be like freaking out where, you know, you're absolutely fucked or where you're like, this is bad, but I might be able to get out of it. Yeah. I think that one, (laughs) that's what I would be. That's what you'd be, huh? Yeah. Um, So what's the lesson learned then? You just want to get better at at your storage flow? Yeah, I, I think it's a learning process, but I think I got, I took some major steps to get there because I felt like, it, oh, this is getting important. And the computer I had was getting old. And I was like, huh, you know, at any day, this could, this could just kind of crap out. Um, Were so there I any took, points from that episode where you like, that you remember that really resonated with you or no? Just the whole thing in general. Yeah, the whole thing in general. And I, I knew, you know, when you get a new shiny piece of equipment and you like just get into it, I had gotten my laptop recently before that. And I just got in, like I got into using it and whatnot. And I didn't, as much as I tried to migrate. Yeah. Not even my, I started fresh and like 
I wanted certain files in certain places and all that stuff. But I, I wanted like, I re- recognized how much faster of a machine and how much better of a machine it was. And I recognized I was going to be editing on here way more than I thought I was. Mm. I thought I was going to use that machine mainly mobile when I was like at uh, cabins or on the couch if I wanted to do something quick. But I liked the setup that (laughs) I had. The speed speed of the new guy. (laughs) The speed of the new guy was was fast and like, I knew when you got that laptop, you, <laughs> I was usually laughing in my head, like, "Yeah, I'll probably just take it on the road with me." And, <laughs> you know, I'll stick with my desktop, and I'm thinking, "What's how old your desktop? 2014, 2015? 15, late 15. 2015. So it's getting a little bit old. You know, yeah. probably hasn't had anything changed in it. <clears throat> a little yeah. groggy. And then you're telling me you're getting this brand new, beautiful MacBook, and good for you, buddy. You deserve it. But I knew no way. I said, that thing's going with him everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere. (laughs) There's no way he's going back. No, it's it's tough. Yeah, I know. It's it's tough to go back and God, I open like Photoshop down here and it's like, has like a go make yourself a sandwich before yeah. it even opens. Yeah, even to try to get on this call, I yeah, was like, Aaron was I'll 15 minutes late for this. He said, I'll be five. It was 15 it minutes was late because he had a power outage and everything was booting up in his house. <laughs> Place was shaking, lights were flickering. Yeah, it's gangster here. Gangster. Oh, uh, so those are my lessons. My two, very good, very good. So, what do we had today? We had charge more money, yeah. uh, except. Accept that reels are the new way and respinning content creatively mm-hmm. is part of the game. And if you want to play that game, figure out to what degree you care on the one out of 10 scale. Be honest with mm-hmm. that. Don't kill yourself doing it and have fun, you know, which mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, that's where I'm at with it. Anyways, just that kind of aligns with my goals and, you know, the amount of time I want to spend dedicated to that area of my photography life and right. don't care about what you're posting even more so outside of the genres that you typically post in right i was posting landscapes and wildlife whatever i wanted but only within those two mm-hmm. i'm not saying blow up i don't want to blow up my grid or anything but like i have a lot of apparel shots that are in those same environments yeah. you know where i'm capturing wildlife and where so it's still kind of like home and familiar and to me and digital me my port my profile so you know Throw up a nice carousel of some apparel work you did in the Pacific Northwest, you know? Yeah, why 98 not? likes, no one gives a shit. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, we talked about that. Own your and others. Mm-hmm. You know, even Own if it's you. just for one post, you know? Even if yeah. it's just for one post and you know it's going to make you uncomfortable, like if it obviously, if it's going to be a detriment to your mental health, you know, go easy on yourself. Maybe, you know, don't just go cold turkey with the and others, but. Try it on one photo. Just see how it makes you feel. Right? It's an interesting experiment. You know, we hadn't talked about this. Just allow allow the pressure to be off. I think that's that's a great way of putting it. Allow the pressure to be off where it's like, fuck, like it's it's a new game. Like back in the day with way less followers, like, I'd be like, oh, a thousand likes. That's that's great, great photo. Uh, or it would it would go a little nutty and maybe get above two thousand. Or or you know, that's a special photo. That's yeah. what you would think. Um, this is kind of like we're in like the laughable stage where it's like two hundred likes at this point. 
is is like to me i'm like oh that's a pretty decent photo it's all relative like it's all just a a bar that's risen and and dropped where mm-hmm. it's like oh like your photo got out to 200 people and people commented and people like and again remember think about it think about it 200 people yeah. liked your photo this is and your classic yeah let alone how many people saw it like probably a thousand 2000 it all depends i guess on numbers but like thousands of people saw it hundreds of people saw it even t- dozens of people saw your photo like that didn't see it before and and then liked it i think that's a um that's a win you know it's a win on a day to day sort of like i'm gonna, here's my art and wow lots of lots of people liked it yeah absolutely so, man yeah. absolutely um, you want to remind people to uh, to uh, submit to the golf thing while I find a TPM artwork for us? Yes. So again, there's about a couple weeks left. All you have to do is is click the links in our uh, description here. Um, there is an amazing golf giveaway from Encore Golf. Uh, we appreciate them. Um, they're giving away a beautiful golf bag, a cooler filled with Mm -hmm. three dozen golf balls of your choosing. You get a golf towel. You get a really fancy uh, head cover for your driver or three wood. And you get a VIP pass, which gives you uh, 25% off everything in their store and free shipping for an entire year. So it's a really good giveaway. Yeah which there's no purchase necessary. There's nothing that you need to do except share your email. Uh, so if you have a golfer in your life or you're a golfer, then you definitely want to just take the literal 14 seconds to fill out this giveaway and see what happens. Aaron will time you. I, I don't have to. It's going to be every less second than longer. He'll yeah. give you a dollar. You have to go like my reels. God damn it. How are you not following this? So that your bonus can pay for all the money you're going to have to pay for people when it takes more than 14 seconds. That's right. Uh, I just sent you today's TPM artwork. Ooh, wow. From our boy. Today's TPM artwork. Oh, I love from Chase. Chase. Oh, from man. Chase. Beautiful rack on that bull moose. Mountains in the background. Unfortunately for these episode covers, we have to crop in a square. So I'm looking at this and unfortunately I'm going to have to cut out uh, the tea towns in the back, which should be a crime. Should be a crime. I should be jailed for doing this. Um, But if you're looking at it, it's likely just field. So envision the mountains behind if this were stretched longer and not cropped to be a square. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, the only thing better than this photo is Chase himself. Great guy. Uh, Great photographer. Great climber. Great cook. Amazing. Okay, we have a crush on multi, we have a crush on multi talented. Yeah. Jeez. Renaissance <laughs> man. Does everything. A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. Beautiful bull. Sign up for that Encore Golf competition. We'll be back next week with things we'd like to be better at. This was things we wish we had known or, you know, lessons, maybe lessons from the past year. Next week in this two-parter will be, you know, things we're looking to work on personally as photographers just as humans in general what do you think love it love it man good talking to you as always hey you too